This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus' name. Well, good morning. Welcome to Lake Community Church's Morning Bible Study. We are in Genesis chapter 29, and we are dealing with Jacob and his search for and his uncle's household. He is going to meet Rebecca today, and we're in verse 4, and we're going to see where he comes upon Rebecca, or Rebecca comes upon him, one or the other. There's, they're just They're coming together, and they're meeting each other. And this is a this is a really good Bible study as far as just talking about I guess dating and relationship and uh, some of the insights that I think can be gleaned from this. And I would encourage you as you're uh, studying the Word of God that you see some of these insights, especially as far as relationships. The Bible is at its at its pinnacle. It is practical. It is very practical for life, and there's some books of the Bible that you can just really get some practicality out of, like basic, if you're just a brand new Christian. The book of Proverbs is just, it's historic, it's, it's timeless. It's one of those uh, books that uh, just deals with life and how things actually are, not how the world teaches you that they are, but how they actually are and how people are and how uh, they are in the midst of their uh, situations and where they find themselves in life. And I would just say to you as you're uh, studying the Word of God, as you're studying that you realize that the Bible's intensely practical. Now, a lot of times you have to dig a little deeper in some books, and uh, those books help you see things in a depth that you would not be able to see them had they not been written. And had Jesus not come, you definitely could not see them in their fullness because Jesus kind of fulfills all those things. In fact, he said, I didn't come to destroy the law or the Old Testament. I came to fulfill it. And so Jesus is the fulfillment of a lot of things. And so oftentimes we we definitely have to study the Bible through the lens of Jesus and who he was and his life and who he said he was and where he said he was going and what he said he was going to do. But also, there is, there, there's books that deal with the relationship and love and marriage. The Song of Solomon is a book that's about relationships and love and all those things. And uh, I challenge you to find a better love story anywhere than the book of Ruth. And that's a great love story about Ruth and Boaz and two people that come from two totally different worlds. And uh, God uses that as a picture of Jesus and the church or the bride or the Gentiles. That's who we are. The church is made up of Jews and Gentiles. But uh, the truth is that he came to uh, save that which was not a part of his flock. And that's us. And uh, that story in the book of Ruth is a beautiful picture of that. In fact, we did that Bible study. The very first Bible study I started with Lake Community Church was that Bible study with uh, through the book of Ruth on what was Thursday night when we didn't even have a place to meet. And that was that was a great time and a great start as a church. But I just challenge you as you're studying the Bible to look for the things that are in there that are interesting and are very practical for what you're dealing with each and every day. 
It says uh, in verse 4, And Jacob said to them, he came across some shepherds and some men by that, that had the stone on top. And he said, My brethren, where are you from? Now, he's not talking to Rebecca, but one of the things that I find that's very important in relationships is, and see this in every part of a relationship, and uh, now the world we live in today, a lot of times relationships start in, in, in a way that are not what we've been used to for many generations. They start in some kind of online setting. They start maybe in a, maybe in a, you're sending text messages or maybe Snapchats or I, there's all kinds of multi, there's all kinds of social media that people use to start relationships, to begin relationships, to meet people, to get to know someone. Oftentimes I, I will say this, a relationship that's going to have any depth to it has to begin and has to start with conversation. And you say, why is that Why is that of the most important? First of all, it's the number one need of a woman in a relationship is conversation. Women become emotionally connected through conversation. Men, sometimes we can just walk around and grunt and eat and work. And maybe not as much for men, but there are a lot of men who hunger and crave for that intimacy and that intimacy that comes from conversation and knowing each other. And really, you can't come to know each other by texting. And I'm going to say this, you can't come to really know each other by Snapchatting. That's not going to happen. It is very aloof. You miss out on a lot. And when I say a lot, I'm talking about a great deal. You miss out on a great deal of communication when your communication is primarily through technology. And unless you're doing FaceTime, and even FaceTime loses some of it, even seeing someone talking on a screen loses a lot of context. And I'll say that in every possible way. If somebody's communicating to you, and I'm doing that online right now, I'm doing that through Facebook and we're, I'm in the morning time. I'm talking to you on Facebook, but you are losing context because 90% of communication is physical and your, what you, what the look is on your face, how you, your body language is. You say a myriad of things with your body language and you indicate a lot about what you're saying through what you're saying with your body. If I'm speaking about something that's very or, or very personal or, or maybe, maybe it's a problem or issue that I've been dealing with, if all you hear is my voice, you're missing out because I'm going to be letting you know with my body language how important this is to me. And if you're doing it through text message or, like I said, some of the other means that people use to conversate and things like that, you're missing a great deal of context. And oftentimes you can miss out so much, miss, contextually, you can miss out on so much that uh, anyway, you can miss out on so much that it is of the utmost importance that you actually sit down and spend time talking to each other, that you actually sit down and spend time having a conversation with each other. And those conversations and knowing where each other is from is of great importance. And he's beginning to inquire about the place and the and where they're at. He Jacob is finding out information and you go, you know, where somebody's from, is that really all that important? Yeah, it is. It is. Because it gives you context of who they are and what they've gone through in life and what they've dealt with and their experiences and their environment that they grew up in. And then that gives you an idea of who they are. When I'm dealing with somebody who's from a different place in the country than me, I use that as context. And 
I had some advantages of growing up where I grew up and I had some disadvantages of growing up where I grew up. And so I, I realized that makes me who I am. And people who are from the upper Midwest come from a whole different environment and they have some advantages and disadvantages and you can even figure out who they are and you can even figure out how that works out in their lives because their relationship with Jesus is in the context of who they are. And that's important. That's really important. And one of the things you need to find out about someone when you're seeking someone to marry is whether or not they have a relationship with Jesus Christ, whether or not they have a walk with God, whether or not they're spending time growing in that relationship, because that's going to be an important part of your future. It's going to be an important part for your children. It's going to be an important part for the things that are going on with your life and with who you are. And I would just say to you that you've got to get your heart and your mind focused on on having an intimate relationship with someone and not being superficial because the superficial is never the real person. We all put on a facade on the outside of who we are. And uh, you need to dig down deep when you're uh, searching for a person to spend the rest of your life with. You need to find out who they are and where they're from and what that means for them in their life. Just because I know where somebody's from doesn't mean I know them. But I, if they tell me about how that was for them, how that made them who they are, I know them better. I understand them better. I see them better. He says, and they said, we're from Haran. And that's where he was going to find him a wife. He was going to find him a right, wife in Haran. And so that was perfect. So he's sitting there going, I'm on the right track. And you want to find people that are from, at least in a spiritual sense, from the same place you're from. Not from a physical sense, not from a whole lot of other senses. But the main thing is, are they spiritually headed where you're headed? Are they spiritually going where you're going? And I, I can't emphasize that enough. I can't emphasize that too much. How, what direction are you going in when you're dealing with trying to find somebody? Are they from where you're from? And when I say from where you're from, I'm not talking about location. I'm talking about spiritually speaking. Because y'all are going to have issues, major issues down the road if you're not on the same spiritual journey with each other in your relationship. That You just cannot get past that. And he said to them, do you know Laban, the son of Nahor? And he's going, he's searching. Remember, notice he's searching. And they go, we're from Haran, are you? Great. Do you know Laban? And that's where he was sent to find a bride. That's where his mom and dad said, you go, and that's where you get you a bride from. And he said, they said, yeah, we know him. You notice this is one of those, one of those, just a common conversation, but it's an important conversation to be had. It's a passing conversation, but you never know how the, just the little passing niceties, the passing, saying something, a word of encouragement or just a kind word to someone. You never know what that can lead to and you never know where that goes. And I say that to so many young people are so focused on themselves and they're inwardly focused and so focused on, on how they're feeling and what's going on in their day that they miss out on all the opportunities around them. And they're not nuanced opportunities. Sometimes they're just right in front of you opportunities to develop a relationship, to, to say who you are, to make an impact on somebody that may lead down the road to the right person for you. It might lead to the perfect person for you. And you're missing out because you're so inwardly focused. A sense of a sense of being able to see yourself and understand yourself and to evaluate yourself in the environment that you're in. Just having a, a context for how I am and how I'm presenting myself to the world I'm in is important. And one of those things is 
is I look around and see how I'm affecting the world I live in. And if I'm just like a shadow here and there and never really engaging in the world I live in, probably limiting your opportunities to meet people, to know people, to have intimate and have deep relationships. And then you're also cutting yourself off from those opportunities which may avail themselves of you finding the perfect person, the right person for you in a relationship that will last a lifetime and produce family and produce a lot of just wonderful things as far as relationships with children and grandchildren and times that you just can't you can't get back. Children are their heritage and a blessing from God. And you want to choose people that a person that you can walk through life with. And, and the only way to do that is to put yourself in, in the right. And you never know what word of encouragement, what you say to somebody might lead down a path to the exact person you need to be with. And he said, and he said, we know him. So he said to them, is he, you say, that seems, it seems like it doesn't really matter, but you know what it does. It does matter. Do you really genuinely care about the people that you're running in, into? Sometimes you were sent there right for the right reason and the right time and right for the right word of encouragement for them. And that word of encouragement for them might open doors that you just can't imagine. And do not miss out on that. If you're looking for a spouse, don't miss out on that. Be a word of encouragement. Be a word of truth. Be a word of hope for around you and open as many doors of blessing and life, open as many doors of blessing and life as you possibly can. And by doing that, you open doors that will lead to things that are not just a relationship with somebody, a forever relationship with somebody, but you may open doors for your opportunities for work, your opportunities for uh direction and you may meet someone who feeds into you all kinds of things that are well hope giving and life giving he says so he says is he well and they said he is well and look his daughter is rachel's coming with the sheep now notice if he'd not said anything to these guys he wouldn't even know who this woman was coming up with the sheep he wouldn't have met, he wouldn't even met his wife had he not engaged these men in a conversation, a conversation that was kind, a conversation that was meaningful in that he was genuinely inquiring about. He didn't just say, hey, how you doing? We do that so many times. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing great. And the truth is you're just rotting on the inside. You're just dying on the inside. You know what? You're not doing great. And the, just the passing of a word to someone without actually caring about them and c having concern with it's vacuous. It really is vacuous. Really, do you care about the people you run into? And he did. And when he did, they said, hey, look, you looking for Laban. There's his daughter. Here she comes. This is going to be his wife. This is going to be his wife. This is going to be the woman has children by him. This is going to be someone he spends his, the rest of his life with. And if he'd not engaged these other men, we don't even know their names. We don't even know who they are. We know they're from Haran. How many people do you know from Haran? I don't know anybody from Haran. But, but. He found somebody who went looking where he's supposed to be looking. Notice he went looking where he's supposed to be looking in a spiritual sense and a physical sense. He went looking where he's supposed to be looking. He engaged in the world he lived in. He had conversation with those folks, and they said, here she comes. Man, there's a lot to learn from that. Then he said, look, 
It is still high day. He's considering what is going on. We've got this woman coming up. It's high day, and it's not time for the cattle to be gathered together. It's not time for the livestock. The New King James translates to cattle. It's not time for the livestock to gather together. Water the sheep and go and feed them. It's not It's not time for that, but she's early. She's, you know what? It's God's time. He was at the right place, and God made sure that Rebecca headed in the right place at the right time. And a lot of times we get so upset that we're not in what so many times in a, in this is a truth in relationships. So many times you're lonely and you don't have what somebody else has and you're a little bit jealous. And then you just go out there looking for just the old, whatever old mangy dog comes along. How many women do that? They just out there and they just, I got to have a boyfriend. I got to have someone to date. And they just take whatever mangy dog comes along and he got fleas and everything else, and they just get the fleas and the whole nine yards. Also, with the person they're with, don't do that. Don't do that. Wait for the right one to come along. Wait for the right timing. Notice, it wasn't the right time of day to feed the flock, but it was the perfect time of day to meet your husband. (laughs) Do you see that? It wasn't the right time of day to be feeding the flock, but it was the right time of day to meet her husband. It was. And she was, we don't know why she came early, have no idea, except for we know God's in control and that we know that this was a connection that was going to be a spiritual connection as well as a personal meeting up with someone. And that's what happened here. She showed up at the right time for her, not the right time for the livestock. And it says, but they they said, we cannot until all the flocks are gathered together and He's saying, let's water and feed the flock because I like this girl. I think I want to help out with this situation. I think I want to engage. And he tells them, let's feed the flock. Let's feed it. It doesn't matter whether it's time to feed or not. When you find the right person, that's how it works. You get fired up about doing for him. And he's, what is he first doing? He's seeing a need and he's meeting a need. And let me tell you something. That is what relationship's about. And I know we don't have a lot of time left in this Bible study, but when you have a relationship with someone that is a marriage relationship. In fact, when you have a relationship with anyone, let me say this to you. Oftentimes, we're in a relationship to get what we need out of it. Let me tell you how you can get what you need out of a relationship. Can I say this to you? The way you get what you need out of your out of a relationship is you give all of you. You don't go into it trying to have your needs met. You go into it doing everything you can for the person that you're helping along. And that may be in a business relationship, that might be something very minor. In a friendship, that might be something major. In somebody that you have a relationship with at church, that you're helping out in church, you might have to spend some time and work through them through some things. It may require you investing something in them. And with, But now with a marriage and someone you're spending time with chasing after in a marriage relationship, let me say this. It's not a 50-50 proposition where you give hey, you give half and the other gives half. That old country song, we'll meet in the middle. That's not how it works. We're not meeting in the middle. And if you go into a marriage relationship trying to meet in the middle, you are doing it. Uh, let me say this. You are doing it the wrong way. I, it is not. That's not how it works. This is how it works. You go and meet them where they're at. And if you find somebody who's doing their very best to meet you where you're at, giving 100%, 
and you give a, you get a hundred percent and you give a hundred percent. Let me tell you something. That's going to be a lifelong, deep relationship that's going to last some time. You give everything you have for that relationship. And if they are capable of doing the same back, then you found the right person. It doesn't matter how they look. It doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter what background they come from. Race doesn't matter. A lot of times even age doesn't matter for some people. And all that kind of stuff is irrelevant. What ultimately happens is that you find a person that you can invest all of your life in and they invest all of that back into you. And when you do that together, you have a lifelong relationship that's going to give you a lot of love, a lot of peace, and a lot of power. And when... Jacob, who is a thief and a liar, he really is. He doesn't have the greatest character in the world. When he sees Rebecca, he says, I'm going to help her feed the sheep. I don't care if it's time of day or not. What he's saying is, I'm going to invest in this girl. I, this is someone I, I want to give everything for. And you're going to see that he's going to give a lot for that relationship. And let me tell you something. You ought to. You ought to. And you ought not miss out on it. Life is about relationship. In fact, God made the God of the universe that made everything exist in a relationship, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And you were made for relationship. You were made in his image and likeness, and you actually exist in a relationship. Your body and your soul and your spirit exist all together, and you were made uniquely for relationship. And you were made to have intimate and deep relationships. And the only way you can learn actually how to be really good at relationships and especially the important relationships of life is that you learn to give all and and you walk in giving everything you have for folks. And it doesn't matter how they treat you or how it works out in the end. You just love them and help them. You help them as much as you can and you be who you're supposed to be with them. And God will send you the right person for the lifelong relationships and he will make sure that all your other relationships have depth and have life and hope in them. And uh, there's just no way to get around that. That is how it's done. And that's the only way for us to do it, is to do it that way. And uh, I pray that you'll have those type of relationships, not only with a spouse, but that you'll have those relationships with family members, that you'll have those relationships with friends, that you'll have those relationships with people that you go to church with and that you worship with and that are part of the body of Christ, and that your life will be full of relationships. Because if you go to the with a basket full of wonderful, deep, intimate relationships, let me tell you something. You go into the kingdom rich. You go into the kingdom rich and wealthy because relationships are the currency of heaven. And even us getting into heaven has to do with the relationship because the, Jesus looks at the Father and he says that you're his and he's yours and that you're his children. And that's what it's all about. I, that is absolutely what it's all about. And I pray that you'll have that. You'll work on that today and that it'll be fully and completely yours as you go. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he'll make his face to shine upon you, and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.